You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Still undefeated. The Eagles improved to 7-0. Their best, best, best start to the season since 2004. We all know what happened in 2004 after a dominant performance today against the Pittsburgh Steelers. 35-13 was your final score. Welcome into the BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm Jesse Taylor. I'm here with Shane Half as always and as well with Rachelle behind the scenes doing her thing, being fabulous. And it was actually the most relaxed I personally have been watching an Eagles game in, in recent memory. I don't know if anybody else felt the same way, but it, it was not from the beginning. Didn't, didn't, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, I feel like every week we've said, okay, the L monster's out there somewhere, the, the loss, it's, it's gotta be in there somewhere. And, you know, it's one week, it's going to sneak up on us, but I don't think anybody thought it was going to be this week. And that was pretty much exactly what I was expecting out of this, out of this game. What about you, Shane? Yeah. Nice, relaxing game. The Eagles didn't make me hold my breath in the second half. So that's always nice. Uh, big second quarter as per usual, but they scored in both the third and the fourth quarter and and never really let it get close again. So that's about as relaxing of an Eagles game as you'll find until the preseason next year. Yeah. I I, I don't think that there will be another one that relaxing if there is great. Um, But I, you know, that it was, it was lovely after I think as Philadelphia fans, we are in a, a state of, pure chaos in our world right now and having the fact that the Phillies play and then they play again and then they have a day off but the Eagles play and then they play and play and play and they have a day off but the Eagles play and then they play it's too much so to have a a nice relaxing game to watch today was I think everything we needed and that's exactly right a complete game We've been talking about it for a really long time. Last season, it always seemed to be very one-sided. And they have been able to put more complete games together. And I would agree that this one from, you know, from start to finish was, it wasn't, you know, up and down in each quarter. I guess the down part was when they yanked all of their starters and got them, you know, nine minutes of rest through the fourth quarter, which was great. But it was it was definitely a more balanced performance from the team across the whole game. Yeah, for sure. And being able to get those starters out early is big, too, like you said, with the game on Thursday night. Um, the Eagles didn't look sloppy coming out of the bye. They, they pretty well dominated whistle to whistle. And able being able to get your starters out with almost 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, that just bodes well for playing a game again on in four days on the road in Houston, like you said. And so, yep. you know, I was saying during the week, I, I wanted the Eagles to come out, make a statement and then park the bus or get their starters out in the second half. So it was nice to see them able to do that. Uh, you know, the last thing you want to do off of your bye week is come in and get banged up playing two games in five days. So right. uh, wins yeah. all around there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it absolutely – the defense played a phenomenal game, but this is also absolutely true. Jalen had a one of his best games as a an NFL quarterback, 19 for 28, 285 yards, and four touchdowns, um, which is a career high for him. Longest regular season win streak by an Eagles quarterback at 10 in a row. So he had tied the streaks with of McNabb and Carson Wentz with nine straight. Coming into today, today was 10. So he is now your your record holder there. He And they didn't even have a snap in the red zone until the third quarter. I mean, it was, it, he he just, again, like, it, I think you said it perfectly. No rust coming out of that bye week. He looked great. Yeah, Hertz looked really good today. Uh, only regret with pulling the starters is we didn't see him hit 300 yards. I would have loved for him to sure. connect with A.J. Brown one more time. One more time. Uh, but that's just being greedy. I thought he played a really good game. You know, we, we can nitpick some things. Sure. The play before the second touchdown, he had a clean pocket he could have stepped up into, and and he ends up getting his arm hit. And that could turn into a negative play. It doesn't. They score on the next play. But, you know, there's little things. The, the Devontae Smith drop, if you want to call it that, there was a miscommunication between Hertz and Smith. I think wanted him to sit down instead of throwing him contact, and Smith kept running, and you get a you get a lack of execution there, but those are those are little nitpicks that we could go over. But the reality is the Eagles played a phenomenal game. Uh, offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. We won't talk about special teams, but the offense and the defense did everything that you could have asked them to do in this one. And coming out of the bye week, you know that's huge. You get you change up your routine uh, because they're going to play another game on Thursday. That's also not your normal routine and you sort of have a mini buy after that with extra rest. And so a weird part of the schedule here for the Eagles, but they come out and take care of business and they look really good doing it. Yeah. And, and that's what you want to see, right? You know, we've, again, another thing that we've seen from the Eagles at, at times in recent memory has been, you know, you have an opponent coming in that is a, a bad football team. They're not a good football team, good pieces, not a good football team at the moment. And the Eagles tend to play down to that level. And, that is not what we saw today. Unfortunately, you know, the, the Steelers are, are not what they usually are. Their defense is not what they usually are without a guy like TJ Watt in there. Um, and, you know, Kenny Pickett's a rookie, still trying to figure it out. Their offensive line is not great. They've improved in recent weeks, but still not great. So it was good to see them not play down to an inferior opponent and actually, you know, utilize all of the things that they have in their arsenal to just continue to pile it on not, you know, take the foot off the gas in the second half and and really just complete performance, like you said, whistle to whistle. The most encouraging thing to me offensively uh, was it looked like the Steelers came out and they tried to blitz quite a bit early in the game mm -hmm. and Hurts just made them pay. And that's not something we've seen from the offense so far. We've seen the book on the offense before the bye was that they don't struggle often, but if they do, it's because you're blitzing them. And so I thought the Steelers came into the game with a heavy game and they just yeah play. now granted it's the Steelers and they've got a banged up secondary and TJ Watts out but if they can continue to build their arsenal against the blitz specifically that's going to be huge as they get down the stretch and they start to face some playoff teams which it may just be other NFC East teams that they get to play the rest of this year that'll be playoff right. teams but as you get into the playoffs being able to have those answers against the blitz is going to be key yeah yeah. And I obviously, you know, we we have to get into it. There's the biggest story of today and the most impressive thing that we saw today is 
what the Eagles went out and did in the offseason and brought in A.J. Brown. I mean, six receptions, 156 yards, three touchdowns. Those are the numbers. But when you look at some of the things that he is just able to do on the field, he is the – I mean, there are 300-plus pound men on that field, and A.J. Brown still might be the strongest person on the field at times. He – the way that he – commands a defense's attention, but it doesn't even matter, is unbelievable. You love to have, you know, the first touchdown was one of those, like, F it, AJ's down there somewhere heaves. And, but you love to be able to have a person like that, right? Like, you love to be able to just kind of say, eh, I'll throw it up there and some, he'll come down with it if he's down. If he's in the area, he'll probably come down with it. The other two were dimes that one was just kind of a eh, maybe yeah that, that first one i'm gonna go ahead and say that first one was an ill-advised throw like if, if that sure. was the third one i would have said that was just heat check it wasn't it was right. the first one and probably shouldn't have made that throw but brown goes up and makes an incredible play and it, it's just again how difficult it is to defend the offense do you want to blitz well if you're gonna blitz you're going to have single coverage on guys and AJ Brown's going to win those reps. Or if you don't have single coverage, you've got two safeties high and you're blitzing. That means we can throw our screens to Dallas Goddard, to Devonta Smith. It's just, it's so difficult to stop an offense that can run. They can use their quarterback in the run. They've got guys that can win downfield. Their screen game is on point. They've got an elite offensive line and screen in the run. Jason Kelsey is so good at pulling out. I don't know how, the offense I really don't yeah and and so let's let's stick on AJ Brown for a little bit we actually like we did earlier in the season we have Johnny Page again with us today to look at AJ Brown's second touchdown the third and eight which is just they're all so pretty to watch I could watch them all over and over again but that's the one that I think we're going to talk about a little bit more yeah I mean I, I, I they went all very pretty the first one as Shane mentioned was uh, an interesting decision. Interesting decision, but it's pretty in the way that, as an Eagles fan, we have not had that for so long. Oh, Do you know how no. how much fun it is to sit and watch players make normal catches? That's not that's not normal. We don't get that here all the time. So things like that, when you have a quarterback that can just go eh, and chuck it straight up in the air, in an in, in ill-advised decision, absolutely correct, and you still come down with a touchdown? <laughs> there was a great video when they cut to AJ Brown. You can almost see on his face. He'd like slowed down. He was like, this ball's not coming. And then all of a sudden he was like, oh, the, the ball's coming. And which was brilliant. It's coming. It was brilliant to see. Anyway, um, right. I thought I'd break down the second one. I was ooming and ahhing between the second one, the third one, or the fourth one today. Uh, to Zach Pascal. I went for the second one because Shane's already mentioned it. It was third and eight. And the Steelers are blitzing. And this is something that we know is going to happen because this is what teams do against Eagles. And the Eagles basically changed up how they handled the blitz today, which was interesting. It's a really interesting play because there's a lot of people online, like myself, who talk about scheme a lot. And I think sometimes people get a bit confused by scheme because scheme is important, but players are still more important. So the Eagles don't do anything in particular that are very fancy. They basically line three wide receivers up, two on one side. Um, AJ Brown and whoever's next to him is probably Quez are just running go routes. That's it. It's just a simple, straight up, one-on-one on the outside. But what they've done is firstly, the two receivers are lined up very far wide, which means that it's obvious to see which Steelers defenders are blitzing. 
it's very obvious there are six on the line of scrimmage. The second thing is the Eagles don't actually have a hot route. And people have been moaning about this, myself included, that they should have one, but they don't. They leave a game winning to block and they even waste, I mean, you could say waste, but they use Dallas Goddard as an extra blocker. And some people would say, well, that's a negative because now you're leaving two men into block, which means you have less receivers out there. But when the defense is blitzing, they've only got about four or five men in coverage anyway. So you know you're going to get single hire man coverage because you can see by the way the Steelers are lined up. And if people out there are wondering, well, the Steelers are idiots then. Why don't you put the safety over AJ Brown's sides? If you watch the play, that would leave Devontae Smith one-on-one with literally half the field available. So there is nothing fancy about the scheme on the play. It's simply throwing a go ball like I'm sure all you do in America. Uh, back in the States when you're young, uh, I didn't do it as much over here. But throwing balls down the park, one-on-one to your mate, it is that simple. But the reason why it's so easy is because what they've done personnel-wise, and they're simply better. That's what I think the important message about that play is, is that sometimes just having good players is enough. There's no root combination. It's just a great throw and a great route by one of the best receivers in the game. Um, but I also think it's interesting because that's how they decided to handle blitz in this game. It wasn't to add in hot routes. It wasn't to do anything short. It was just basically to go downfield and challenge the Steelers one-on-one. Uh, so I think you've got the play here now. But if you look on the left in particular, look at Devontae Smith and look how open he is. Look how much room there is, because that's why the safety can't cheat to A.J. Brown's side. Drive. It's third and eight. Down the field they go, and he's got a second touchdown of the game. A.J. Brown. Unstoppable so far. Oh, we even got to see it twice this time. I know it's only short, and the All-22 will help as well. Um, but, yeah, I think Shane spoke about the Eagles dealing with the Blitz a lot. We've had quite a lot of conversations uh, off air about how they deal with it. And basically today they just decided to, well, we're going to deal with the Blitz by just simply being better than you. And it's a massive advantage as a, as a team and as a coaching staff when you are simply better than the people you're up against. Yeah, and that it's it's true. Like what we were, what we have not seen from the Eagles for so long, though, is utilizing that. They can be simply the better team, and a lot of the time we don't see them play like simply the better team. They play down to what their their opponents do and down to the level. And we, we've seen that for a lot of years here. And it's really nice to be able to actually, one, see them go out and get these guys who are clearly the dominant players on the field at any given time. And it doesn't matter, I think, you know, who is on the opposite side of A.J. Brown. He's one of those guys who is always going to be the, the better player in the matchup he's in. So AJ Brown apparently just said in his press conference that that first touchdown was not supposed to go to him. Uh, he said he was running a clear out route for Devonta Smith and I'll, I'll edit his response because this is a family show, but he said his reaction was surprise when the ball was coming his way. Yeah. You can literally see on his face. I have no idea what Hurst was doing there, but you know, we're seven and nine. So Hurst played very well. So who cares? Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, I can't believe that they did it. Then they did it again. They did it again. And put they an almo- extra They almost got it. another one, too. Like, there was another one that it was a one-on-one and Hertz put the ball. They put it perfectly over A.J. Brown's outside shoulder, and Brown doesn't come up with this one. And I saw people wanting to call that a drop. Like, 
as good as AJ Brown is, that's still a contested catch yep. situation. Let's not call it a drop, but Hertz Hertz dropped another one in a bucket that could have easily been a big play as well. So Hertz was dropping dimes all over the field today. It was an impressive performance. I don't know if I had a different um, TV um, copy to you guys, but I didn't see a replay of the the final ones for AJ Brown. But it looked to me like he was he had a step as well, and it looked to me like the ball was pretty good. So I wasn't sure why it wasn't caught. Um, I don't know if you guys saw any more replays than me. It just We just sort of cut away to the next player over here. But it looked to me like that could have been a completion as well. So I was a little bit surprised. It, it almost looked like, a, I don't want to say lack of effort, but it was just kind of like it, it, it sort of just, it, it didn't, it didn't work. And it was just kind of like, yeah, I've already done three. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on to the next one. Also, okay. I, I never saw his, I never saw his arm come up. And so know if his arm got held just a view where you couldn't see him try to catch it i don't really know i would yeah, like no, to see him play on it but i didn't what are our thoughts on the taunting call taunting or not taunting no, who cares it's nothing is it he's pointing fingers it's taunting but i don't care yeah i don't really understand how we've got to the place in the nfl where that's a penalty um but there we go i no sort fun. of get it from some point if it looks like malicious but he, or aggressive but he was almost just like saying come on guys like give me a challenge or something it wasn't yeah it was a yeah you can't stop me and you can't stop me yeah I'm, i don't really care either we protect we protect quarterbacks and we don't let defensive ends like fall on them when they tackle them so sometimes we have to protect yeah. the defensive players too we don't want them getting their yeah, feelings I, in, we're I protecting guess. their feelings we're not protecting them physically we're protecting their feelings vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great. But together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one 
towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Speaking of connecting physically, Jordan Davis, the only, the biggest negative to come out of today, came out with an ankle injury. At one point, they brought the, they did bring the card out to bring him off the field. Um, In both of your opinions, because Johnny, last time you were on, we talked a lot about Jordan Davis and the way that the Eagles had been using him. And we talked about this last week as well in the way that the Eagles are using Jordan Davis and how it's really easy to see what the Eagles are going to do when they bring Jordan Davis on the field versus not. Um, And, you know, the different things that they could do to integrate him a little bit more into the defense. And it looks like they are starting to do that. Obviously, you know, since week one, he's been integrated a little bit more and been utilized more and more each week. Um, What does, do you think that does for them in terms of the loss that that could be if, if, you know, his, exactly this, his status going forward, if he is out significant time or, you know, unfortunately the rest of the season or something like that, it's never good when, you know, the cart comes out and you, you don't have your own cleat on your foot. So um, what, what are, what are your thoughts there and, and what that does for the Eagles defense? Yeah, I think it's obviously a massive miss. I mean, I, I like Jordan Davis a lot. And I think I said this last time, but he still doesn't play a huge amount of snaps. It's not like the defense is going to collapse or fall apart. I think the big question will be, can they replace him in the five-man front stuff? I know he played some four-man front stuff today, but he hasn't done it really all year. So you don't worry about that defense going forward. You're still going to have Cox and Hargreave as your two defensive tackles. The question is who can replace him if anyone can replace him. If they can't, I would I would wonder, and then we'll see how significant it is. I don't think they'd add another defender. I don't think they'd be in the market because it's not easy to get those guys. So I'd imagine they will try and sort something out internally. Um, if they physically can't replace him, they'll just have to play more four-man fronts. But, and I might be wrong here, I'm sort of optimistic. I don't think it would be huge. I would assume that somebody could replace his role. My my big thing with injuries, and this is all sports, is that when you have one, you can normally survive. It's when there's a knock-on effect. So if you lose him for a, for a significant period, and then all of a sudden Cox is out a couple of weeks, then all of a sudden you're looking at that team thinking we're thin. So... I don't actually know who would replace him because we haven't really seen it this year. I think Milton Williams is too small, but you don't really want Cox to have a nose tackle role. So maybe um, Hargrave can line up inside because I think you've got more than enough players who can play um, his position. You can play Milton Williams more. You can even move Brandon Graham inside more. I think he can do that in a five-man front. So I don't know if Shane has any idea as well, but my, my guess would be it would be a huge loss but just in terms of a very specific part of the defense, it wouldn't be an every down loss. Yeah, I, I was clamoring for them to put Jordan Davis in four-man fronts, and I really hoped they would use the bye to install that, and it looks like they did, and then he gets hurt. And I could have missed it, but I don't think they lined up a nose tackle on any play after Davis went out. I don't think they ever they ever gave that look again. So low to end if they will just abandon it altogether, but... The Eagles' run defense has been notably worse out of their four-man fronts than out of their five-man fronts. So um, it's something to monitor, I guess. If he were to miss, if he were to be out long-term, uh, it most notably would impact their run defense. And I don't know if their answer would be to start to play more 
base personnel to start to stack the box more because they're pretty committed to playing nickel personnel with light boxes. And it largely works because of Jordan Davis. So uh, something to keep an eye on. If this injury had happened a week ago, uh, the Cowboys just traded a sixth round pick for Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders. And that would have been a fantastic guy to slide into that role. He's obviously gone now, but I don't think the Eagles would probably make a move for a defensive tackle, even if it were. And I don't know anything about this, but even if it were a season ending injury, I, I don't think they would likely make a move there. Yeah. I think it's an, it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Um, you know, I think uh, you're right. It's, it's not a, you know, if it were to be the, the, it's not the biggest piece on your defense, right? And they've got a lot of different things that they can do to adjust to that. And, you know, having an extra guy that they did just bring in to come off the edge when they can, you know, as you said, move certain guys inside and have things changed up a little bit more on the front. It's something to to look at. And again, if, if it is a long-term injury, Shane, as you mentioned, this kind of, you know, little bonus bye week almost that they've got going on with, you know, having a, a quick turnaround to Thursday, but you, you know, have have 10 days after that to sort of prepare for your next game, um, which does that bring them to another NFC East? That's a that's the game where the commanders are here, correct? I believe is after that. Yes, they do the Texans on Thursday night and then they have like the long layoff right. and then and they that's play the, the commanders. That's until Monday night. So they even have the extra day on the long the the long piece of the schedule there. So, you know, they're able to sort of make adjustments, thankfully, there. But again, you know, knock on wood, all of the wood everywhere. They haven't been you had a domino effect with any of these little injuries here and there. So hopefully it continues that way. And and you know, again, seven and oh and there's there's really not much to nip you you can get super nitpicky, but there's not even that much to get nitpicky about at this point. <laughs> I mean, you could talk about special we'll teams. About you don't have to teams. get too nitpicky, but we're boycotting special teams. I refuse to talk yeah, about special teams. Yeah, I think literally the, the only thing you could say for the Eagles, and I'm sort of, I think it's a shame in some ways, is that there's just not many good teams to play against. Um, and it's not their fault. They can only play who's in front of them in the schedule. But to be honest, the only teams that I, I really do think are up there with the Eagles are um, the Bills and the Chiefs are probably the two most likely. And I know it'd be nice to win every game, but I would really like to actually play them in the regular season. Um, the Cowboys will be very good with that, I think, when we play them next time. They'll want revenge. Um, but you can't really, as you said, there's not really much to nitpick. I think we're almost talking about hypotheticals. Well, maybe we can't come from behind in the same way, but then we're never losing heavily, so it doesn't matter. I always think maybe the run defence will be a problem if we fall behind and teams can continuously run. But again, we don't get in that situation. So... It's, it's me saying something, but really, I can't prove it. I'm just suggesting it might be an issue, but it's a it's a minor point because it hasn't happened. Right. I still think the Eagles' run defense yes. is bad by design in that they're so committed to defending the pass, dropping a roof on the top of teams. I, I really think in a situation where, you know, a snow game or – the other team's trying to bleed out the clock. I do think the Eagles are capable of stopping the run. I think that's just where they choose to be weak. Now, that's speculation because they haven't been in that situation yet this year, and I don't know when they're going to be in that situation. But I do think they stop the run if they devoted themselves to doing it. I just don't think it's near the top of the priority list. So the place to go to figure out if there is a lot of nitpicking and doom and gloom in a 7-0 and start to a season is obviously Twitter because that's where everything doom and gloom exists. So we're going to have Rachelle come in, check in and see what the vibe is on Twitter because there's, there's always at least a few 
that are looking to to ruin them. And you know, again, a, a near perfect game today, 35-13. Is there, are there, are they there? I think that this is probably a record three-word reaction. I haven't really seen anything this good. So this is a positive. The only negative thing I have seen so far was uh, fire Michael Clay. Okay. <laughs> That's the only negative thing I've seen. <laughs> Outside of that, everything, somebody said, like, be okay, you know, Jordan Davis, of course, but nobody's been calling out anyone. It's been pretty optimistic, pretty positive for the, you know, most point. Um, I saw, like, Super Bowl bound, only one undefeated, like, rest up quick because, you know, short week, smashing bad teams, sexy Batman appearance, uh, a complete game, finally, about time. But nothing really has been negative. So we're in a good place, guys. <laughs> Thank God. Because usually we're Twitter's always good for that that just angry doom and gloom. Have we gotten past doom and gloom? Is seven and oh past so. doom and gloom at least? I'm gonna I'm gonna submit to the group that we're overly optimistic now because the the pass before the second touchdown where Hertz got his arm hit when he was throwing. I pointed out he was 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage and he should have stepped up and you wouldn't believe the amount of people I got. You hate Hurts. Well, no, just one play. He, he should have stepped up. It's not a big deal. So we may be becoming too overly optimistic as a fan base. I don't know if it's the Phillies being in the World Series, the Eagles being undefeated, but there's something in the air that I haven't felt in Philly before. It's the fan base becoming too optimistic. To We're not used to this. There's too much good going on. We don't know how to behave. I don't know how to behave. I don't know how to control any of my emotions at the, at the current moment. There's too many things going on. Usually I am sitting at home, like missing the Eagles when they're on their bye, And I feel empty inside when the Eagles don't play. But I, of course, missed the Eagles on Sunday. But other than that, I really didn't realize that the Eagles were on a bye week because the Phillies are still playing. And November is this week. And I wasn't ready for that to happen. So, and that hasn't happened in 11 years. So I don't, I don't know how to be, I don't know how to behave. So there, there really is something going on in the air and no, nobody knows what to do about it at this point. All this, all this talk about the offense. And we didn't even mention the fact that the defense got six sacks, that they got two, two turnovers. They forced a turnover in every game this season. I, I, I don't I I had this earlier. I think they're plus 13 in turnover differential right now or something like that. It's it's crazy. I think Jonathan Gannon actually deserves, dare I say, quite a lot of credit. I feel like Gannon's become like the punching bag of Eagles Twitter and like the Steelers score one touchdown. We were all like, oh, we got to fire him. It's like we gave up. I mean, I mean, I really like Kenny Pickett, so I'm biased because I liked him pre-draft. But the Steelers offense have got some decent players. I know they haven't been very good, but they they are talented. And I think Shane mentioned about not wanting to stop the run. I feel like people get really upset at the moment that the Eagles play quite passively in the second half and they sit back. But it is because they're normally winning by a lot. It's it's by design. If you want to take six, seven-yard passes, they will let you have that all day. But the idea is they will then make the big play when it counts. And we had the strip sack. Then we had the TJ Edwards for, um, tipping the ball for the uh, inception at the end. So I'm... I'm okay with it. Again, it's hypothetical. I don't think they would play like that in a tight game. So I don't know because we're not in many of them these days, as we already mentioned. But it's just nitpicking. I feel like overall, I think scheme-wise, Gannon is quite passive and he always will be. 
But I think coaching-wise, the players are incredibly well coached on defence. The secondary is probably the best equal secondary I've ever seen from a coaching point of view in the last 12 years since I've been watching. Um, their communication, there's no coverage busts. There's no one walking down the field wide open. It just very rarely happens. So uh, I think it's time to give a little bit of credit to Jonathan Gannon, which will make me really unpopular to everyone listening to this. But I think, what can you say? The Eagles defense continues to play really well. The the Eagle, I just looked it up. The Eagles are plus 14 in turnover differential, which leads the NFL. Second place is the Ravens at plus six. So plus 14 to plus six. It's it's incredible. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but he tipped right to him. Like, not saying he's not a good player by any stretch of the imagination, but he's catching pop flies out there for interceptions. I, he's one of, I think, the best trades they've made in the last couple of years because the, the attitude that he brings onto the field, I, I think this year they got, Howie went and got two guys who are confident, borderlining, arrogant, which is something that the Eagles needed and they have not had since T.O., was an eagle and deshaun jackson walked that line here and there but he was really good at what he did but wasn't that aj brown to kind of guy he was a very different kind of guy but aj brown and cj gardner johnson are these two guys that their attitude that they bring onto the field aggravates everyone else but is so it's it's something that I think the Eagles have been desperately needing. And the fact that they have it on both sides of the field at this point, it real I think that also helps them in very, very subtle ways believe that they can be as good as they are. And not only does their play show is, you know, that they are as good, they frustrate the other team so much just by the way that they are. That which is you know, why AJ Brown gets that penalty right there for taunting, right? All he does is point at the two guys. But do you know how angry those two guys probably were having to walk back to the bench after that? Way more than any other point in their life. I think the Eagles team in general have got really good characters. I think you don't hear much in Madras. I think Hurts just seems like about as cool as a guy could possibly get. I mean, can you imagine being Carson Wentz when he walked into a locker room a few years ago? You you must just have just you know, you'd give up then, wouldn't you? You just He's probably the worst backup quarterback of all time to ever have because he's so cool in everything he does. Um, but the whole team's got an arrogance about them. I like it. I like Jason Kelsey getting out the Batman mask. Um, it's good. You're allowed to be arrogant when you're good. These aren't normal people. They're elite athletes who do things with millions of people watching. Arrogance is completely fine in athletes. It's what you expect. There's no way they get to that level without being incredibly self-confident. And I think you're right. I think the additions that they made, in particular, um, AJ Brown is such a culture setter. And thank goodness the Titans decided that um, he wasn't worth paying because it's a huge win for us because yeah, he is everything you could have possibly hoped. I was actually surprised when I went back and watched him when we signed him, just how good he was. I think I knew he was good, but I think he's elite good. If he stays healthy, and as you touched with earlier on, because that was his problem. That was basically his only problem. He played for the very limited offense, and now he's playing in an offense that throws the ball more, and he is one of the very, very top. I think him, Tyreek Hill, probably Justin Jefferson and Chase are quite clearly up there as the very best. So we are, we're very happy, and he's great fun to watch every week as well. 
And it's cool just seeing how much he is helping Jalen Hurst become a better quarterback. Like, he, like Jalen Hurst is going to have to credit him in, like, the, helping him to develop. So I saw somebody tweeting about that earlier, and I just thought that was, like, significant. So, yeah, shout out to A.J. Brown. He's definitely doing his thing. He's also only 25. This is wild. <laughs> 25 years old. I can't imagine not wanting to pay that man and then trading him away. It's crazy. Somebody, you know, they pointed out during the game, I'd seen it before the week, he's young. And I just never thought about that before. That's crazy. Uh, he, he's younger than the uh, Tennessee quarterback, Hooker, that, that's shooting up draft boards right now. Like he's in his third season in the NFL and he's so young. And, and yet he seems so old. Like it's a weird dynamic, I'm sure, that plays out in the Eagles locker room because you've got Kelsey on the sideline putting on a Batman mask. And by now I'm sure they're in the locker room and Hertz is telling them about how seven and O is not good enough. And we missed right. this play and that one, and we've got to be better. So it's a, it's a, it's a weird dynamic. You got the 24 year old and then you've got all the vets that are arrogant and having a good time. And Jalen hurts is all business. He's like, no, we missed this one play. We should have scored three more points. The, the future of the Eagles is extremely, extremely bright with some of these young additions that they have made. And I, it, it for the entirety for the the end of the 2019 season and the entirety of the 2020 season, it did not look like it was going to be a very quick turnaround to figure it all out and to be competitive in a division that was working on getting competitive, right? Like the Giants had just gotten the guy that they thought that you know was going to be their franchise quarterback and is is playing well this year, and they were adding pieces here and there. Obviously, like the Cowboys had what they wanted in their franchise quarterback, and they were just adding weapons left and right and building up their defense. And the commanders are also there. And you were looking at this thinking, okay, well, has the window of some of the young talent that they were starting to get closed? How are they going to be able to turn this around and compete at not only the top of, you know, the can't even talk about the top of the NFC because you have to talk about the division itself to be able to get anywhere at this point. So the quick turnaround that they have had and that they are still sitting on top of this division that is one of the best divisions in 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 football right now is extremely extremely impressive and I think Howie did an excellent job fixing a lot of problems albeit problems that he created himself but has done an amazing job to rectify all of the glaring issues that the Eagles have had and you'd never know that we had a you know 2019-2020 like like we did you'd never know some of the bs that was coming out of the locker room then you would never ever ever think that two years later we would be sitting where we were so it's extremely impressive that they're where they are at this point i'm i'm still floored by it honestly yeah if you get the right quarterback you can turn a franchise really quickly and this season was about evaluating jalen hurts and i think they've accomplished that evaluation yeah i mean seven and oh what are you what are you gonna complain about at this point? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But they're gonna turn around and short week. We'll see, we'll see what they do. And we'll be back to talk about more football on, on Thursday night because you know they're gonna be eight no by then. I'm just gonna speak it into existence. So thank you for jumping on with us today after a very relaxing Eagles game. Wonderful to watch. The Eagles are seven and zero. Hopefully it'll be eight and zero by Friday. Hopefully, you know, the Phillies will have. How many, how many games? 
hopefully the Phillies will have won the World Series by then. So, and we'll just, it'll just be a, oh God, can you imagine if the Phillies win the World Series and then the Eagles go 8-0 and then it's Friday. So that'll be a, oh goodness gracious, pray for the city of Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I can say. But thank you so much for jumping on with us. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere for all of BGN's content coming out this week. It'll be a lot crammed into a short amount of time because it is a short week. So all the episodes that you're usually getting going to be coming out rapid fire for myself, Shane, Johnny, Rachel. Thank you so much for jumping on with us today and go birds. Go birds. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.